And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Yes! Grab your torch and dip it into the sexy St. Jeff candle, because no buffs is back here in the Classic Factory. I'm J.E. Skeets, and along with me, my fellow tribe members, both who would go to Rocks for the Applebee Whiskey Bacon Burger. <laughs> we got Trey Kirby. Applebee's. Oh, Applebee's. Applebee's. And uh, No Dunk Super Producer, J.D. Applebee's. Applebee's. <laughs> uh, hello to the stream team, or the live tribe, as we call you here on No Buffs. Uh, we're back to recap episode six and seven, I guess? Of Survivor 42, <laughs> last night's two-hour episode. I'm saying six and seven because there's two titles for this thing. Episode six, Can't Hide on Survivor. Episode seven, I guess, or 6B, <laughs> uh, The Devil You Do or The Devil You Don't. So we're going to be breaking down uh, this two-hour episode. What do you think? First thoughts. Were you entertained? Uh, yes. I mean, it's Survivor. I was entertained. Yeah. I was watching it here, you yeah. know, <laughs> a half an hour ago. You could hear me laughing. You can hear my actual reactions to how things are going. Anytime somebody says something dumb. <laughs> Anytime somebody says Applebee's. <laughs> <laughs> you were cackling quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, Applebee's is going to get me every single time. Yeah. You know, this episode is a lot like Applebee's. You go there, you think... The onion rings with the barbecue sauce is just an appetizer, but it could be a meal oh, unto so, itself. Yeah, they're so, huge. Yeah, yeah, you sit down. Uh, honestly, this didn't need to be two hours, and that's how I feel about the the fake merge episode. Mm. Last year, it was, you know, the fake merge, cliffhanger, we come back, smashing of the shillelagh of time. This yeah. time, they jammed it all in for two hours, and they could really get it done in one, if I'm being quite okay. honest. We don't okay. need a full two hours. I love Survivor. Or at least juice it up with a little bit more uh, more voting out. Yeah, if I see two hours, I expect two people to go home. Okay. I actually did think that was going to happen. But yeah, you're right. The whole uh, shillelagh of time. This time, <laughs> Roxroy instead of Erica. And I think they wisely, though, JD, maybe edited this into one ep, long ep. Maybe a little too long for TK. But because, like, the cliffhanger didn't work last year. We were like, of course she's going to yes. smash the damn thing. Yes. Of course. So, and, yeah, sped that up. I actually couldn't disagree more. I loved this episode. I like This episode... You say episode as in the two-hour thing I, here. It's one yeah. episode, guys. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It was... It, it, they obviously glued them together, but it was edited in a way to make... Mm -hmm. it, it's one long story arc. Yeah. That was... Probably part of the reason we hated the Shillelagh of Time so much last year was because it ended on a cliffhanger mm -hmm. as if Erica wouldn't yeah. have, you know, smashed it and gone back in time and uh, went on to win the game. That's right. By the way. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I thought it was great. Uh, this was the best season of Survivor out of 41 and 42 combined for me. 
This is the I, best one, right? This is the best one. Uh, it was very funny. It was yes. a lot of funny moments, a lot of moving parts, of course. Uh, yeah. Okay. It had everything that I love yep. about Survivor. I always love the Merge episode. And, you know, we complained a lot about the Shillelagh of Time, but uh, I thought... Uh, I didn't complain that much last year. I kind of liked it as a concept, as an idea. Yeah. And I thought they took something that didn't quite work very well and they made it work as best as they could. And I was like, smash it, smash it, (laughs) smash it. Like I I was into it and I want, and the way it laid out so perfectly, I mean, I'm going to jump all over the place here, but uh, you know, we have this merge, we have an alliance of eight Eight really good players, uh, you know, coming together and then two very obvious boots. And then the shillelagh time comes in and it just knocks it on its head. And that's what you love. That's what you want in Survivor. I mean, I just thought it was great. And I got I I'm all in on Rocks Roy now. I love the guy. I was moved by his uh, by his eyes stuff. I can't remember the condition, but, you know. There's a chance that he may go blind. I mean, I don't know how how severe it is, but I mean, you know, I mean, what he said was kind of funny to me because it's like this at my age, this is the last time I'm going to see the world as beautiful as it is. And it's a great sentiment, but it's true for everybody every single day. Right. It's just like at this age. I'm going to see this is the last time at my age of 51 and four months that I'm going to see the world as beautiful as it is. And then tomorrow it will be the same. So, right. <laughs> but, you know, but I love that shit. Yeah. I, I just thought it was great. And I loved I loved the 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 bros broing down, yep. like the big bros broing down. I loved uh, Romeo and High's moment together. I just... It really, this episode really spoke to me. And See, I, are you I not just extra fired up because you missed last week's episode of I, No Bus because you're on vacation? Uh, well, I li- did listen to a portion of it after I watched last week's episode. So I was, you know, you know, I was feeling, yeah, I was. I guess I maybe, okay, that's, okay, maybe that's it. No, maybe great. that's it. Yeah. Well, let, okay, let's jump to, yeah, Probst breaking the fourth wall here uh, and the difference between <laughs> nice. 41 and 42. Because yeah. he sets up the merge slash hourglass twist, but he says there's tweaks. Mm-hmm. And the three tweaks are the first tweak is that the food is from Applebee's, <laughs> and I nearly yeah, like sk- you know spit out my my water. I couldn't believe that was the first <laughs> tweak to the hourglass <laughs> twist. And he really sold it. You know, it's like oh, it's such a comfort food, and uh, that'll really <laughs> persuade them to uh, I guess want the food. Anyway, that's the first part. Second part, they're going to tell the players in advance that the player they send will have the power to change the game. And we heard from a lot of people out there. Wow, Jeff was really driving that point home. You know, once they send Roxroy, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. huh, what's he going to be able to do? Because Jeff really kept saying yeah. it over and over again. So I think that was a smart and fair addition to again this this hourglass twist that some people still don't like. And then the final thing was the winning five could determine whether they wanted to send someone, which they do in Roxroy, to exile to have this possible power, or just give up food and perceived safety and, and do it yourself. Which I think is also another nice little sure. wrinkle to it. Yeah. So, yeah, Jeff said well it's, done. it's about power versus food here. Yeah. And, you know, like, you're going to choose power, all things considered. But people are hungry. People are hungry out there. And once you put Applebee's on the table, once you see that quesadilla burger, I don't know, Skeets, you might change your mind. <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, the, the, the twist, I will say, I'm glad that they set it up more. And you can tell that the extra details from Jeff made 
the the tribe that ended up winning made him at least think about it, right? Because we yeah. eventually get that scene of Drea basically guessing what the twist oh, is going to be. Oh, she calls it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know that they're at least thinking about what is going to happen here more, and they do have the opportunity to say, no, I'm going to be the one who goes there yeah. and gets the power, so it's a little bit more fair, but there's still just no choice to it. Like, how? this will probably be the last time we see the hourglass at this yeah. point, because at this point you know what the power is, but it doesn't feel like you would ever not smash it, still. Even though... You know, we only have seen it twice, and they they tweaked it a couple of times here, but it's like, Roxway was going to choose it. He just had to come up with <laughs> a fake reason for yeah, why he yeah, chose yeah, it, yeah. aside from, now I'm safe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, at least they, they tweaked it in telling the tribe that eventually won, like, hey, you don't need to send him. You can do it if you want, but you're saying, ultimately, once you're there on Exile Island and you see the hourglass and Propes gives you the whole rundown, you're going to do it. You're going to do it. Yeah, and uh, that's fair, which is why, again, better to make it not a cliffhanger. Definitely. Right, JD? Definitely. And just oh, uh, fold it in here. And I mean, it was like a commercial break, right? It was, it was the first 10 minutes, was it not? Like, it was very, very... Felt, maybe not the first 10 minutes, but it was... Uh, <laughs> It, it felt quick. It felt quick. It and felt, it felt very quick. Uh, it felt good. It felt real good. Okay. Well, yeah. And then obviously a lot of fallout there, uh, which we'll get to. I sort of want to tackle this one in order, maybe just because it's so long. But mm-hmm. we started uh, this uh, two-hour episode, you know, as we always do, post-tribal council. Last week, JD, definitely want to get your opinions on Daniel going home. Chanel is pumped that she outlasted him. They were going head-to-head in that green tribe. But Mike is pissed. That Chanel did the, you know, throwing a vote on him, and yeah. they try and talk it out, whatever. He hears her out. He's he's upset. He, he feels like trust has been shattered, and I, I, I believe Mike. <laughs> I think if, you know, you turn your back on him and you and you break your word with him. He'll let you get shot with a bullet. That's yes. right. <laughs> That's basically what he said. You're right. He would take a bullet for the other two and <laughs> step aside. Yeah, and yeah. step aside uh, if you want to take out her. But, yeah, what would you think just of the post-Tribal Council fallout there and, and Daniel going home last week because we didn't have you on? Yeah, Daniel uh... – Shout out to Daniel. I mean, he played a messy, messy game and, uh, you know, it was time for him to go. Yeah. Uh, You know, and hearing Chanel talk about this sort of, it was me versus Daniel and I prevailed. uh, I mean, yes, she did. Uh, But then I felt it, I understand why she voted for Mike uh, uh, because, you know, in case there were rocks or, you know, whatever. So, uh, and I get that Mike was upset about that, but uh, I don't know. Like, it felt like a blunder and a long series of blunders for Ch- uh, for Chanel. Like, uh, it's you know, I mean, as a, as it unfolds, she's like persona non grata for the first three quarters of this two hour episode. Yeah. Yes, and uh, so it didn't. It I'm sure it felt like a win for her, but to us, the audience, it was just like, uh, okay, but you're a dead woman walking. It feels like, anyways. So. Uh, but yeah, uh, Dan- Daniel, bye. Uh, Chanel, bye. Very soon, it feels like, oh, but you never know. Oh my you god! Never know. How about the scenes where, oh, yeah, anybody yeah. is conspiring to get out Chanel or talking about the plan, and here comes Chanel, and <laughs> hey. <laughs> wow, was that awkward? That, yeah. I mean, that you could feel how awkward it was. Totally. I don't know if that was just incredible editing, Trey, or you know, they just did yeah, a bad job of like just start talking about something else, and then. 
it's quiet and it's like, all right, I guess I'll go spearfishing or something like that. And yeah, you got to like, have everybody at least fans. two backup activities because Jonathan left to go spearfishing twice it, in what it seemed like <laughs> five minutes. Like, uh, I know you're a good guy, but uh, maybe something else is up here. The second one was maybe even worse when everybody showed up and they're like, hey, how's it going? Trying to like play it cool. And then they had nothing else after yeah. that. I mean, maybe a little bit is on Chanel to say something, but that has kind of been her game. Like, She's making whatever moves she wants to make out there and really not caring what anybody else has to say. That's why, like, she ended up costing Omer his vote uh, when they went to Shipwheel Island because he got the wrong read on – well, he got the right read on that, but she (laughs) pulled her own move on that. Similar to how she threw her vote on Mike uh, to protect herself from a shot in the dark, which is the smart move. But, like, eventually these moves are being revealed, and that's when you're starting to seem untrustworthy. Yeah. But she, you know, I think we'll get into this a little bit later with the difference between Chanel's game and Tori's game. But, like, Tori just overtalks all the time. She'll mm-hmm. tell everybody anything, yep, yep. and she'll try and work with anybody except for the people that she's closest to. Whereas Chanel is like, she will stab you in the back, and then she will not say anything about it. Which seems to be working for her, because people forget about what she's done, eventually, yep. over the course of these episodes and these days. Would it be a strategy in uh, a future Survivor season for... Anytime, like let's say I'm with JD and there's three other people and here comes Trey. We all, and then, and Trey says, because a lot of the times, you know, what are you guys talking about or whatever? And you just always say, oh, we're talking about voting you out. (laughs) You always say it. Every time somebody comes up, you say, oh, we were just talking about voting you out. Lean into the chuckles and just keep doing it. And at a certain point, they're like, ah, he's just pulling my leg. You do. You do vote him out. What a move. What a move. Yeah, they're men of of their word. Uh, Yeah, Chanel. I think that uh, you're right. Like she, her thing is, I'm going to just sidle up and I'm just going to insinuate myself into this situation. But she's, do- I think, at least through the edit, it looks like she's doing a terrible job because you have to say something. <laughs> and when she's, and you, and when you're say something, when you're trying to pump Lydia for information, and she's like, so you guys, you guys go going trying to form a five over there. I'm like, what is Lydia supposed to say? Like, yeah. uh. Uh, no, uh, you know, the, she's trying to keep it close to the vest, and I don't think that Lydia played it particularly well either, just mm-hmm. playing it dumb. Yeah, she's but, a bad liar. Yeah, yeah, and that's, you know, fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, but, and then the second time, the one that you were referring to when she shows up the, on the beach and everybody just sort of walks away, or just, there's just like <laughs> awkward silence. It's like, what are you guys up to? Oh, nothing. Then, Chanel, that's when you have to say something. You have to yeah. chime yeah. in and start uh, doing the, you know, get, just being personable and and making people like you and and regain that trust if you can. So it's got to be difficult though, man. Oh, I, yeah. I, like when you watch those scenes and if like you were on the outs and you know people are talking about you being one of the people gone. Ah, like because on one hand you can't do nothing. Like it's not like you can just like well I'll just let them talk about me. Yeah, you got to go over, but Break you can. Up. You're right, JD. You can't just go over and then stand there. <laughs> And it gets really awkward. You're right. just making it worse at that yeah. point. Then they're even more likely yeah. to get you up. But anyway, uh, moving on, we get to uh, to the Blue Tribe, Ika. We just get a great, great Rox, Roy, and Tori scene. <laughs> the, the, just, you know, Rox telling us how predictable he is, but uh, not, uh, not a fan of Tori, of course. They're talking. We get uh, Drea and Romeo. They're eavesdropping on this, and they don't trust Tori. She's a snake. I just, like, I love any... Well, this was an amazing episode for Roxroy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really I mean, awesome. really for Tori, I guess, too, in, in winning uh, the idol and, and and still surviving, but I just, I love this guy now. Like, I think I always liked him, but you just had to see more and more of him, and he's just, he's so funny to me. He's very funny, uh, and he's playing, I feel like, a little bit more savvy game than you would expect, and at least he, uh, 
he seems to know what he is good at and what he's not good at. I also thought it was very cool to see him find limes. Like, how excited would you yeah. be to oh, find yeah. limes out there? I was like, that would be a, a major luxury to me, but I thought it was very funny just watching Roxroy, who's very much an old school player and is actually like willing to keep secrets to himself. Yeah. Tori hasn't told, hasn't kept a single secret to anybody. She'll tell anybody anything. And she could not draw this information out of <laughs> Roxroy. And it was driving her insane. I was like, that must, she must be like so frustrated. Oh, like yeah. the first guy who's going to keep a secret. And it's the person you're like, is your adversary out there? But I mean, kudos to him. He's like, in with the right people. Yeah. He's not a target. He seems to be making smart moves. Uh, the only problem is he probably would just like to spend the rest of the time on exile. Oh, He's like, sure. me out. I'll just go hang on the island. Yeah. yeah. He like basically yeah. says like uh, the, the playing survivor part, man, I don't really care that much. I just right. wanted to see if I could survive the survival, uh, survival in the wilderness sort of part that he seems to enjoy and is not that bad at it. It also appears. No, he's killing it. But what were they arguing about? So she was just wanted to know the specifics of Shipwheel Island. That's right. Which he was telling her, I kept my vote. Now, he wasn't He wasn't saying it explicitly like that, right? He was like, no, for he, the best of the tribe yeah, or something like he, that. <laughs> I think he basically just said, I played it safe. Because those are the two options, right? Yes. To play it safe or risk your vote. Yeah. And so I what don't more need, does she want then? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think really she great. didn't know what the risk was. I don't think that he told her that the risk was, I'm going to lose my vote if I... So he she he just left yeah. that part yeah. out, which is fair enough, Roxroy, in a way. But also, what is the harm in telling her what it was, right? right. Like it, it, I think he's just done with her. Like yeah, she oh, they're both and, done with each and, other. Yeah, and also in Roxroy's defense, why the hell wouldn't he be? Like she has made no attempt to ingratiate herself. Like to him, yeah. I mean, not that she. I mean, she should because it's a social game, right? And she's just like, Roxroy sucks, and I'm openly going to roll my eyes. I like, I know we, there's been shots of Roxroy talking, and then the camera pulls out, pulls over, and there she is. Oh, <laughs> this right? Yeah. Is he noticing it? I don't know, but she is definitely not making a no, she's not hiding a, it. A, a secret to the fact that she doesn't like him. So why the fuck would he say anything to her? You yeah. know, and just. And it probably he probably enjoys a little bit to see her just squirm. Oh, definitely, yeah. And the more that she does that, the more of an asshole she seems, right? Because the, the her other two tribe mates are eavesdropping, going, "God, what an asshole!" Like, listen to her; she sucks. Like, so she's she's messing up with Roxroy and the rest of her tribe, and basically everybody wants to get rid of her now, which is not good survival. Uh, except everybody dislikes her maybe enough or thinks other people dislike her enough that they want to keep her around. Yeah, <laughs> this enough. is the one thing yeah. with her. Like, it might be working out in her favor. Yeah, the part that was really strange was after Roxroy obviously breaks the hourglass, comes back, they switch up the game. Sorry, you people that you thought were safe, you're not now. You're going in this town. And she was like, t she took offense to it. Yeah. She was like, how dare you? I, we sent you there as a favor, she was trying to tell. We like, gave you power and you used it? <laughs> Against what? I couldn't believe that. that I mean, wild. she goes on to win, and then they have they actually have a little moment, a really quick, like, she says something like, I love you now, or something. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> oh, I missed that. As they sort of hug Well, funny. because she won. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, crazy dynamic between these two. I can't wait to see how it continues to unfold. Um, and I just almost, is it helping both of them being so open about hating someone else that it's like, well, I know they're not really gunning for me because they are, they've got their eyes on each other. 
You know, does that make a little bit of sense? Mm-hmm. It yeah, could. Yeah, sure. I mean, you're not to threatened me, by them. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Roxroy to me doesn't feel under threat at all from yeah, anybody yeah. right now. He just he seems fine for for me. And whereas Tori, I think, I think she's kind of revealing herself to just be the villain of the season, and people are gonna be keeping her on the chopping block at all times, which can be a benefit, right? Like yeah. if if people think you're the one to go. Maybe they keep you around because oh, we'll, we'll, we'll just, just get, get her, her next, next week. Time. We'll yeah. just get her next week, and that's definitely a strategy you can have. And uh, it seems to be one that would work for Tori. <laughs> yeah. She seems to be able to get people to rub the wrong way. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so let's go. You know, to the actual immunity slash reward challenge slash. We're going into the merge here. We get Jeff Probst sharing the entire Applebee's menu. It's good. I mean, we got it's big. <laughs> it's Applebee's. Oh my god! It's home. <laughs> I, uh, we, we How just... much does Applebee's pay for this? Oh. Or, or do they not pay all that much? And Probes and Survivor, they just love it. So they're like, it's like us with our ad reads on No Dunks. It's like, you know, we go. We go the extra step with yeah. some of these. And we're not getting paid extra for it. No. We just think it's hilarious. Oh, Applebee's paid. Applebee's paid. I'm not paid. saying they didn't Big pay, time. but I have a feeling that they just like, they lean into maybe. it. Maybe. Yeah. think it's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, but maybe. I think that they want more of these, to be honest. Like, because we used to have a lot of them. We used to have the car. Yeah. There, were the, there was the whole Dreams movies. thing with the car. Yeah. yeah. Dry, yeah. There was a, a car and a movie. Yeah, yeah we've had lots of movies. Lots of, lots of uh, product placement and stuff, but it's hard to place product on a desert island uh it's hard remember, to remember the uh sorry the Charmin shitter that they uh had <laughs> no. no that's where uh Bruce oh, drank a bottle of wine oh, or yeah. whatever and had the he, he couldn't poop I think he couldn't yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that was like crazy steak, right <laughs> But I think it was a Charmin. They had a Charmin outhouse, if I remember. Really? Yeah. What a luxury. Which they turned into like a woodshed. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Sorry. We should sponsor a segment. That's a reward. You can listen to one No Dunks podcast. (laughs) (laughs) For one one and a half hours, we'll let you listen to this iPod. I'd love to. Talking about a six-month-old basketball game. (laughs) I'd love to hear. No Dunks, I love it. Yeah, the confessional after that. I don't know who these guys were. It was an hour and a half of straight NBA talk and one Survivor reference just thrown in there. But it was just such a reprieve. <laughs> I could have listened to that hour and a half That's for right. the rest they of my would. life. If probes like pitched it to them as one of the rewards. Like, they, whoa, no dogs. Totally. Yes. Oh it's just God. a little taste of the home, you know. <laughs> Being able to listen to a podcast, something I love doing when I'm away from the island, took me away from here. Well, it's like a guarantee. Like, this is a perfect time. That's twelve days in. Everybody is starving. Any restaurant would have gotten that pop. Oh, for oh, sure. Marianne yeah. exclaimed, "Dessert! I love dessert." As if it's like. Anyways, uh, the Shark Bowl. Oh, the famous oh, Shark the Bowl. We love it. Oh, the Shark Bowl. But I was I was sitting here. Uh, we just got back from Mexico. There's no food in the house. I was starving. Oh. Rachel went to the grocery store. I was holding down the fort. So I was watching that and listening to Jeff talk about the crispy onion rings <laughs> and the double fried wings. I was like, God damn. And then watching Jonathan inhale those wings, man, like. Oh God! I thought he was gonna eat the bone. That's just just straight, just pop it. Yeah, like candy. That's how I eat. People hate the way I eat wings because you are one of these. Put it in and uh, piranha. Like every bit of it has to be. 
it's like you could build a skeleton of the chicken wing <laughs> after I'm done because everything is gone. Jesus, you're going to have somebody barging into the classic factory and gluing themselves to this table when you're talking about uh, chickens yeah, right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. So anyway, let, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Sorry, but sorry, sorry. Uh, They draw rocks, so it is like uh, Survivor 41 here. Lindsay and Roxroy. <laughs> I called it almost, didn't I? <laughs> rocks pulled the bad rock. Yeah. They got the gray rock. They're forced to sit. So we have our teams here, and the winning team ends up being, uh, you won't believe this, the one with Jonathan on it. Uh, Jonathan, <laughs> yeah. Hi, yeah. Marianne, Tori, and Lydia. I will say, when they drew the rocks, I was like, teams seem fairly even, as, as even as teams can mm-hmm. be when Jonathan is in the mix, I thought. <laughs> yeah. No? They, I'm, no, I mean, it wasn't fair. They had Jonathan. As soon as Jonathan was on a team, you're like, oh, they're going to win. Yeah, yeah. And it was it was an easy win, all things considered. They should have uh, they should have found a way to rig it so that he couldn't be in the challenge. <laughs> oh, make yeah, it pull he, the gray he rock. He should have pulled the gray rock. Oh, wow. Him and Lindsay should have pulled the gray rock because uh, it wasn't fair. I mean, we saw they ran the exact same challenge in season forty one. Danny was the biggest, strongest guy yeah. on that season. Yeah. They won that challenge yeah. easily. Yeah. So uh, I will say, uh, <laughs> Jonathan handled the shillelagh of time a little bit better than Danny did. Uh, though, yes, though more yes, information indeed. was given, yes, and this was a big part of it. Indeed. Danny, I think, is a reason why that was. Uh, but yeah, so they're they're unearthing this large boulder, navigating it through this obstacle sort of course. You got to stand on it, grab the keys. Um, you got to then use it to scale up the tower. That was the most like fascinating part of the whole thing. Oh, right? yeah. Like obviously the other tribe with Fireman Mike trying to get these people up on this boulder. Yep. Uh, kudos to him the creativity alone you like this isn't out. working let's try this grab my legs sorry did I kick you in the face my bad uh, hey Romeo you get back down you give the boot I mean god they did it they got up yeah, there and that was pretty smart actually yeah. like uh, I did think it was funny when Drea like basically turned Mike's leg into a catapult and kicked herself in the face yeah. tough one there but to go down and then be like okay Romeo you're gonna lift her and then yeah. we can pull you up a little bit easier uh, so yeah Mike just turning his body into a rope basically yeah. Yeah, like a grappling a hook yeah. pull me on up so yeah but I mean you can see the difference right like he's an old strong guy versus yeah. a young and tall strong guy which obviously was the difference like I mean jo- maybe maybe as we saw later Mike would have been able to pull that challenge off just as easily as Jonathan would 20 years ago but yeah, not the true. case this time around the height definitely the height for sure one, yeah. because the scaling and pulling people up I'm obviously strong enough to pull anybody up but uh yeah another uh, pretty impressive performance JD from from Jonathan once again love it I love watching the guy work what can I say <laughs> you know what it's amazing I, I'm actually loving it too it yeah. is fun now every totally. challenge to be like how is this guy just going to beast this one? And like, yeah. this one was great. Cause you're like, Oh, giant boulder at the beginning. Right. Yeah. He's going to be okay. Uh, right, let's see if we can move it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why, why don't you check Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It moves a little. It's crazy. We have actually questions about, uh, you know, an idea for survivor, which I think is really fun, but we'll get to that in tree mail later. But yeah. Anything to add to the actual, challenge here we did get shots of jonathan freaking out a little bit mm-hmm. as we always do yeah it's like i gave you the biggest head start imaginable yeah. and don't blow this yeah and marianne like uh comments back to the uh backseat drivers there a couple of them um but i don't know how close it really was i don't think it was all that that close yeah that. but when you're when applebee's is on the line oh, it's close God, man yeah. especially for jonathan as oh. we learn uh, because the guy likes to eat, and you know who doesn't. Uh, one thing, the only thing I'll add is uh, Probst breaking the fourth wall. 
they've been very judicious with it yeah. this yep. season, which I I appreciate, and I actually loved the way they did it. And this was by far the best shot. Like, just shout out to the camera person because I don't know if you noticed, Jeff explained that whole thing walking yep. at the camera. Yeah, so turning. the camera person is walking backwards. Then all in one one fell swoop, same take. They swing around, and Jeff is still. He's like. And they'd done this before, but I don't think as well. He goes, oh, here they, here they come. come. He's like whispering. And then it, yeah. And then it'd turn around and then you see them just coming in in the background. Yeah. And it was just cool. a chef's kiss of breaking the fourth wall. And uh, let's not do it anymore. But uh, <laughs> you know what? It was, I was pretty cool. I, again, all these sort of ideas that we weren't into, now we're sort of, I'm, I'm like, yeah, okay, this works. This works. Yeah, so. but a big reason why is we don't have to go over it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like we know it. Because we just watched it for the most part. So they can yeah. say it so much faster. It right. makes more sense to us because we've already seen it. Yeah. So like 42 has the benefit of that. That 41 is like, I have to explain everything. But and we he get did, bogged down. Didn't he explain everything? I thought he did. What do you did. mean here in 42? Yeah. He, yeah, he did. I, I just think he's allowed to just sort of do it a lot smoother. Over a lot it. smoother. Yeah. And yeah, we as enough. the audience are like, oh yeah, we know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a little tweak. Okay, yeah, yeah. Applebee's. <laughs> Great. Yeah. We get it, but and it's but it's still incredibly complicated, you know. Like yeah. uh, I didn't know until uh, until I sort of watched it again while Trey was watching. I was like, oh yeah, all of them get to vote, right? I I forgot about that, and yeah. I just uh, that didn't com- the votes when they were started rolling in didn't compute. So it was uh, anyway. It's very complicated, and uh, I I'm just impressed that they pulled it off again. So. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, winning team. Jonathan, hi, Marianne, Tori, and Lydia. They decide to fold Lindsay in to their group because they get to uh, pick one of the two that will get the get the merch fees, get the Applebee's, and then they can decide. And, again, they say it. Like, Jeff Probst must have really been leaning into, like, are you sure? You don't want to send somebody else? You're sending <laughs> Roxroy to somewhere where he's going to have power. Like, power kept mm-hmm. being said. Uh, and they're like, no, we're sending Rox. And he's like, he gave a couple salutes. He saluted yeah. uh, like, Jeff Probst a couple yeah. times. <laughs> he's like, get me out of here. <laughs> so, so let's go to the feast. Uh, this was funny. We learned that Jonathan's average meal is 18 eggs, <laughs> nine pieces of cheese, and grits. You want to talk about the most decadent quiche of your life? Oh, my God. <laughs> 18 eggs? Regularly, nine pieces of cheese. That's a two to one ratio. That that's is, a, that's skeets like right there. You know, you imagine the farts this guy is <laughs> dropping. <laughs> Think about that. <laughs> that much, that much eggs, that much cheese, the grits in the mix. Nah, he's too much of a gentleman, man. I bet. Guy <laughs> farts bet. out of his bike. He doesn't like fart that. in public. I bet. I bet he's, a, he's strictly <laughs> <What>? a bathroom farter. <laughs> he's a JD. Yeah, yeah well, maybe. Plays it close to uh, the zip-up vest. Classy, classy plays guy. It close to the ass. <laughs> uh, he uh, he drops uh, those wings are to die for. Like you said, JD devours yeah. them like you. Uh, maybe you are a little bit of a Jonathan. Maybe. Uh, we get Tori airing Ika's dirty laundry. I mean, she leans right into that. Mm-hmm. No, let me tell you. And uh, yeah, that's really that's really it. They're cheersing away. Yeah. Their dessert comes. Everybody's pumped. Um, Daniel, Danielle, excuse me, asked, on a scale of one to food poisoning, how ill was everyone after that Apple's Bees feast? Because <laughs> uh, we've seen that before on Survivor. Bomb. My God. Like, they usually get sick on Survivor when you don't have a lot of food for weeks at a time, and then you just... Just eat just fried food for two hours to, straight. Yeah, yeah, it, you, it did cross my mind watching Jonathan uh, oh. eat, like... 
This guy's gonna he's gonna get a blockage and that's gonna be it. He's gonna pull a Bruce. Pull a Bruce. Pull a Brucey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was crazy how much food he was putting down. Uh, oh. At least was, in the uh, other. Yeah. Well, I don't think. I mean, I feel like they left stuff on the cutting floor. <laughs> like they probably were leaving, and Jonathan's like. Probably. You're just going to leave that? Yeah. <laughs> you might have to shove it down my face real quick there, but I would be excited too. Not specifically for Applebee's, but if they were like wings, burgers, fries, beautiful barbecue sauce. Like that would be all, like, I mean, pizza number one would be the, the reward I would want to see on Survivor. Okay. Number two might be like burgers and wings. Oh yeah. Burgers, wings, fries. Sure. Yeah. Alcoholic uh, drinks. Yeah. Yes. Uh, More with... so than like a steak. I mean, a steak Big would time. be cool and luxurious, but like bar food. That'd yes. be nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, what was what was Survivor 41's merge feast? Does anyone remember? Like, it obviously wasn't Apple. Th- was it Hardy Potatoes, the chicken and beef stew? stew? I don't know if that was the oh. right episode, but I think it was around then, at least. Okay, maybe somebody uh, yes. in the live tribe can let us yeah. know. What was the feast in Survivor 41? Because, well, Jonathan at least tells us in confessional, I mean, it was Applebee's. Like, really, he's like, so much food. I thought about going to exile, but like, right. I need the food. Gotta I, need eat. The, I need these calories. <laughs> and I just wonder, you know, if it was something more basic, super simple, mm. would he, mm. would he have done it? Ah, eh, I think it's easy to say after the fact, oh, I was going to do it. <laughs> I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, good point. <laughs> no, you, you didn't. So, uh, yeah, let us know uh, what it was there in Survivor 41. Min Power says a regular feast with no sponsor. Okay. Not okay. the stew. Okay. Right. Oh, okay. So just, okay. So a ton of food too. Yeah, just a big old just, just meal. Just had to. Slap that Applebee's on there. Um, all right. Well, we get a bunch of bonding sessions then. That's mm. what I wanted to call it, JD. What was your favorite bonding session? And I'll throw, well, basically throw four at you. Mm-hmm. Drea and Mike, they mm-hmm. bond over their idols. Yeah. Okay. There's that. We have Jonathan and Mike bonding. We have High and Romeo bonding. We have Marianne and Lydia bonding over, I believe, their grandma names. <laughs> well, yeah, she threw that in there, Marianne. Uh, yeah, and so those, those were the four main ones. There's a lot more going on, which we'll tackle, but of those four, which one were you like, ah, oh, this is my favorite? It's got to be High and Romeo. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was the most moving. Uh, it was expertly put together. Survivor, Jeff, put this, this is your Emmy episode. Throw it in wow. because uh, that, I, I found it very moving. Uh, just, uh you know, High, who, the way Romeo sort of envied High, uh, just his openness and mm-hmm. his ability to just be comfortable in his own skin, and uh, and Romeo sort of struggling with his background and, and just the part of his family not realizing that he's coming out. And then mm-hmm. you, all, you forget that once he's on TV, he's out. Like, he has yeah. now come out to everybody, uh, and uh, it's a struggle, and it's, uh, and it, I found it really moving. And uh, it was part of why I love this episode so much. But uh, and I also really liked the Jonathan and Mike uh, bonding on the beach. Yeah, it's it's really nice to see sort of, you know, I mean, it was over, you know, where, you know, I, oh, you're a big dumb guy. And so am I. And uh, people think we're dumb and we're not that dumb. And it's yeah. fine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's great. But, you know, we've had bromances before on the show. But this one felt it's very nice to see two burly guys bond but there it doesn't feel toxic in any way yeah. you know what i mean yeah, yeah. it's just like this there's just two guys respect each other and it's just uh they just seem like two genuinely nice yeah decent Agreed. guys who really uh like each other and uh, and it was I think good they, they seem to like everybody especially mike totally. mike seems to totally. like 
just create an instant like an awesome bond guy. with yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, you see, like, so, like it's just like you really truly believe him when he's like, "I like you, man. I really like totally. you." Totally. And so, yeah, so. I, I think his, his social game is very underrated. Yeah. I, like, there are just a little moments in this episode, especially. And this is what you love about the merge episode because everybody's been dealing with their own f- five and then four and then three people around them. And then uh, and then they have this, this new blood of people who uh, have basically gone through the same thing they have. Yeah. So they have that bond right away. And it's just that fast friends and, and just, oh, you know, sure. getting to know each other and uh, – and it's great, but the you know like little things where he's where he sees Lydia or whoever it was wearing the buff, and he's like, "Will you buff shaving shaving yeah, me?" Yeah, Lydia, that yeah. kind of thing is so important, and he's just really good at it. And he seems to be really good at talking to people just uh, f- from their perspective. You know, like he he's just. I think he understands people really well, mm-hmm. a lot, and and he he he's he makes very fast bonds with people, yeah. and uh, it's the, his strongest part of his game, I think. Yeah. So. What about you of uh, of those four? Or did you love them all in their own unique ways? I will say the only part of it, of the entire bonding session that I didn't like was when uh, I think it was Drea and Lydia were walking through the woods and it looked like they were brushing their teeth with celery. <laughs> it might have been bamboo, but I'm I was sure like, this, is, uh, this, this seems weird to me. <laughs> brushing your teeth with food. How does that make sense? Uh, but uh, I mean, I agree with JD. Hi and Romeo. That was like a heart-wrenching scene. Yeah. Like yeah. that was like real vulnerability between two guys out there who kind of understand each other's positions and want to be able to learn from each other. I thought that was awesome. I also thought it was very funny when High said, I'm scared. All these big people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, like Suddenly Mike and Jonathan have showed up and this yeah. guy's trying to start all these skinny guy alliances. And then I did love uh, the way that uh, Mike and Jonathan were getting together and talking about being big, strong guys that aren't dummies, though. But JD's a, totally right. A lot of we've seen a lot of like the bros hook up in Survivor, yeah. right, and form an alliance, and it's always like, let's pick off these nerds. Yeah. We gotta <laughs> stick together, us athletes, us cool guys. And that was not what this was at all. No. This was more like, hey, I see you got big muscles over there, but I can see the inside yeah. too. Yeah. You seem like you. a good guy. Yeah. And JD's totally right. Like Mike. You know, if you were only going to watch the first episode, if you're only going to watch, like, the trailer of stuff, you probably would think he's going to be standoffish. He's probably going to be bossing people around, and he is not that at all. No. Like, he's just so outgoing, and he wants to get to know people. And as we heard a couple of times, I think High said it most most often, was like, it all comes down to relationships. A lot of times, the big strong guys on the show don't value the relational part of Survivor. Yeah. They just want to yeah. play the physical side of it. Clearly not true for Mike, and I think that's also true for Jonathan. I think there's also a respect from the show to Jonathan and Mike because if you think about it you could edit that and twist it around and give yeah. them the like the dumb dumb edit there sure. like yeah. especially like if you actually just even flip them you show high and romeo and their bond over what they're bonding about and how they're talking and then you go yeah. To Jonathan and Mike, I was like, you could you, just cue you, the tubers. Absolutely, cue the tubers. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. you could, but they didn't. And no. and uh, you know, obviously they flipped the order uh, where it was Jonathan, and Mike, and then High and Romeo. And I think that was perfect. Um, yeah, I loved all of these. It was great. I, I, I'm with you on the merge, JD. It's fun when these people that have obviously just been out there for 11, 12 days mm-hmm. talking about each other. You know that's all they're doing on the other tribes. Right. Oh, what do you think of so-and-so? Oh, who do you think survived? Oh, what do you like? Yeah. Oh, you met them in Shipwheel Island? What are they like? And then, yeah, they get to come together. We also learn here that uh, Omer, he learns that he lost his vote because someone tells him this because Chanel lost yeah. hers. And he's like, hold on. Well, that means I lost, I lost mine when we did our Shipwheel Island thing. And he's pissed because she didn't tell him. 
<laughs> and so that was, uh, he was like, that's pretty sketchy. And this is, again, another little, uh, you know, a tough go here for Chanel, yeah, unfortunately. Totally. I mean, was she right not to say, uh, you know, because there is a vote coming up yeah. and she doesn't yeah. know where she stands with him. And it, it, I think she was wrong. Personally, I you think, think she should have went to him and say she should have said, "Hey, just so you know, yeah, uh, yeah. we I lost my vote, so you lost your vote." And the only reason I'm saying that is because several times during the episode, she talks about how desperate she is to get in somewhere. I need a foothold here. I can't. Every time I walk to uh, join a conversation, they want to go spear fishing. So that's an easy way to go to Omar and say, "Hey, you don't have a vote tonight. I'm sorry, I messed up." Or whatever, like, yeah. you know, and then make amends that way. Because as he says to uh, Drea, and I can't remember who, the, well, whoever he's talking to, they're saying, hey, watch out for Chanel. And mm-hmm. he's like, really? Because I really trusted her. Yeah. We had a moment up on uh, up on the hill, and uh, he didn't even know that he he, lo- he had lost his vote. So, yeah, because, uh, and also Chanel, in her defense, she she doesn't know that he lost his vote. Because they both risked it. So he could have <laughs> played it safe. But then she would have got her vote. She would have got an extra vote. Uh, yeah, she, only, that's a great point. Yeah, yeah, yeah so she does know. Those. No, you're yeah. good. Great point. Great and she point. played it basically the exact opposite is what you're saying, JD, right? Because eventually Omer comes up to Chanel, right? And she's like, we're still good about what we talked about at yeah. Shipwheel Island. And that to me was kind of like him fishing, like giving her a chance to get out of it. Right, right, and clearly right. she didn't want to go that way. So I don't know. She just doesn't seem to realize that. It all comes out in the wash eventually. Like, people are going to find out <laughs> yeah. what you did, whether it be voting or, you know, misleading somebody with the protecting and risking. They're going to find out eventually and they're going to confront you about it. But when that happens, she kind of just shuts down. I'm like, somebody else. Yeah. Somebody else. And mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, let, let's go back to uh, or to Exile Island with Roxroy in meeting Jeff, uh, JD, who, you know, gives him the whole thing, you know, offers him to leave things as they are. Jeff, very impressed, by the way, with Rox Roy's. Uh, like you built a shelter? A little shelter. Yeah. And he did all this in like less than. I like, know, I liked him hours. shaking it, you know. Like. Oh, yeah, let me see this, this stability of this. But then he says, Here's the, where's that hourglass? Where would you put that? I thought Rox Roy was going to drop the hourglass, by the way, when he was oh, bringing yeah. it from the beat. Oh, like, what would they do? Very funny. What would they do? Like, just completely edit it out and get a second one? Or yeah, would they, they be like, have to. well, he shattered it? Uh, <laughs> say, something, say something cool. <laughs> that would be amazing. So, yeah, it gives them the whole thing. Here's what you. you you know, the power is in your hands. Uh, and again, we get the Roxroy backstory, like you were talking about, JD. Mm-hmm. And just, I'm loving it. I would watch a show of just him. I think what's so funny is that you could tell he's like either been told or this is just how he is. Like, well, I have to say everything out loud. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's something about it is just so sincere and hilarious. Like, yeah. Well, now I need to get firewood. Well, you know what they say about firewood. You, know, you think you have enough, you don't. Double it up. He's just talking about everything. I was dying on everything he said. Yeah, I wonder if that's how he is at camp, and that's why he gets under Tori's skin so much, is because he's just like all these little, uh, you know, folksy sayings about firewood. Yeah. And, Always narrating. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great. I, I Another reason, another thing that I love about Survivor is the journey that people go on and this kind of journey I just love is just a guy that pr- appreciates it. Like he's he's standing there bringing himself to tears at the whole beauty of it. And yeah. I'm here in Fiji and this is awesome and I feel blessed. And it's that part of it is just great to see, you know, somebody who started off being like the bossy dad figure. And now he's just like, you know, I lo- and I also love the uh, 
I don't have my wife here getting on, <laughs> yeah. like, getting on me. <laughs> and on my kids. I'm taking a break. Corey. He's on vacation. I love it here. Totally. It's like, this totally. is sweet. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and that's what you want. That would be me. That would be <laughs> that me. That would be you. <laughs> totally. Definitely. I got no podcast to produce. <laughs> my kids aren't here. My wife's not here. Uh, so, yeah. What would you think of just Roxroy in this episode? Overall? I loved it. JD's right. He went from maybe a bossy dad to like a super cool dad <laughs> in the course of six episodes. I feel like I learned more from Survivor. When Rox Roy said that about the firewood, then I've ever learned about anything. <laughs> right? I was like, damn, damn man. I can't, like, I'm going camping in a couple of weeks. Every other time I've gone camping in the past two years, we run out of firewood. Yeah. It turns dark. It's impossible to find firewood when it's dark. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But this time, I've got to be saying, hey, Rox Roy said, you think you got enough? You better double it. Oh, my God. Because I love a long burning fire. But I don't know. JD, you've changed my mind on this. I at first said two hours, way too long. It was the perfect amount. Because exactly. all of the camp life stuff is things I definitely love in Survivor. Yeah, there yeah. were so many good moments. So maybe they should all be two hours. Oh, I want yeah. that camp life. Give me an hour of just camp life and an hour of strat. <laughs> yes, people are saying here in the, in the live tribe, he's just such a dad. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's so true. And it's uh, very endearing. And he's... Really enjoying himself out there on Exile Island, and he will smash that bad boy. Uh, let's get to high, though. I love this part, too. Yeah. I love when someone's like, let me take control. Yeah. Now, this is pre-Hourglass being smashed. So, high's plan here starts building this team of eight, JD. Mm-hmm. Drea and Rox, because she says, I'm good with him. He's just he's having the time of his life. Don't worry. I'll tell him what to do. <laughs> uh, then it would be Jonathan, Lindsay, and Omer. And then high, Lydia, and Mike. I think I have the eight there. That's that's High's plan. Uh, and this was fun. We missed you last week, JD, but we were talking this out. Trey and I were like, who's going to work with who? Where are right. these like little little pockets going to form together and who's going to try and get the majority? But, uh, you know, I thought, I thought actually in it coming together, I was like, wow, that was well done. Yeah. Like they were all shared a little information. Then they all shared a target. Yeah. Like, basically, I mean, Jonathan admitted, I didn't really want to throw Marianne out there, but he realized, well, they threw out Chanel. They yep. threw out Tori. Eh, let me chuck a bone here. Yep. Sure. Uh, let, let me, hold on. Let me eat this chicken wing bone and then give you this phone <laughs> of uh, Marianne. So I, I was just like amazed how like smooth that came together. Yeah. yeah. A little, little too smooth, yes. really. Yes. Uh, and again, that's what you love because it got turned right upside oh, down. And yeah, I mean, Jonathan has, to be fair also, Jonathan is, has said in the past episodes, Marianne's really getting on my nerves. I can't. I can't. They've played that up for the last couple episodes. Yeah, and uh, definitely feels like a confrontation coming. Like, why would they include like Jonathan getting a little frustrated during the challenge at her if they have a huge lead? Something's coming. Right, and also there was that moment last week where he he was chopping something and she she was like in his vicinity and she was like oh, yeah. you you uh, hit me yeah, the workspace he's, yeah he's <laughs> like, workspace uh, to be of course <laughs> <laughs> you so you think we're of uh, we're just getting eventually to the two of them having to so go, sort of go out against each other. I mean, it happens in this episode a little bit. Yeah, in terms a little of bit. Votes, some votes for Jonathan, some votes for Marianne, more for Lydia, unfortunately, for her. Yeah, and I suppose that it could get back to Marianne that Jonathan had put her name out there, even though eventually they start, kind of got back together as uh, one unified orange tribe. But I don't know. There have just been too many clues for it to kind of drift by, it feels like. So the immunity challenge, um, the non-immune castaways now because of uh, what Roxroy did there in, in smashing the glass, and he's cool. He gets his buff. Uh, they have to do the old hold the rope, mm. you know, balance the wobbly table, <laughs> stack those blocks, spell immunity 
and uh, Tori is the one that that pulls it off in the end. A lot of drops. A lot of drops. A lot of drops. But uh, Tori did it. It appeared without dropping, right? I think it was one. Yeah, one go. Mm. Uh, and she basically starts crying. She's she's ecstatic. Yeah. She maybe is going home if she doesn't win. At least oh, from I the think, edit. I think she was going home. Yeah. So if her or Chanel, right? No, no, Chanel was safe. Yeah, Chanel was ended up being yeah. safe because of mm-hmm. the whole thing. Uh, so yeah. So then we get scramble time, and this was awesome because everything's flipped on its head now. You know, High was in control with his big alliance. Well, now he's not safe, and Romeo's got the power. He's like, well, I'll take that little vacuum of space there. Mm-hmm. He wants to vote out Jonathan because you said there, TK. It's just that guy's too big. He's <laughs> just That's, simply too big. <laughs> yeah, that guy is huge. I'm getting skinnier and skinnier. <laughs> that guy's somehow getting bigger and bigger. Uh, I loved how he. He apologizes to America. I'm sorry I don't look good, America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it great it like moment. a skeleton. Yeah, that was a great line. It could have been a bag of cockroaches or pieces of duty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we would have celebrated. <laughs> Next reward. We got a sack of shit. <laughs> so, Thank we, you, Mr. Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Go throw the bag of shit across. Uh, Lindsay tries to convince Chanel and Lydia to keep Jonathan. Uh, so she sort of uh, lays that groundwork. And then uh, Omer. I mean, he has no vote. He hears that Jonathan's name is being thrown around. Doesn't love that. You know, he knows the idea of the meat shield. He's talked about that before. So he just is like, he talks to Lydia and then is like, well, I'm going to use what she has said to me. And I am like, which is really her just like saying what I'm sure anyone else would have been saying. Like, ah, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where this is going. Maybe Jonathan, you know, stuff like that. And he's like, no, I'm going to shift the vote to her. And ultimately does, which is the crazy part. Like, Hi says... Not on my watch, basically. We're, no, I'm Lydia, I went to rocks for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She ain't going anywhere. So we got to come up with another plan. He thinks maybe Marianne, but in the end, Omer pulls this like pulls this off with getting high. And Mike, who's like seems to be you know tied at the tied at the waist with uh, high, to vote for her. I couldn't believe this. Yeah, this is a. MVP of the episode to me, oh, yeah. Omer, to go from having no vote and almost like willing to pull a Mike and Chanel and just be like, hey, I got no vote. Whatever you say, I'm happy to go along with it. But he also realized, oh, if Jonathan's not gone, that probably means the rest of the Orange Tribe is going to be going next. Yep. You know, if they're able to get this many to to go against one and then why wouldn't they just keep rolling them down? So yeah. I thought that was super, super impressive to be able to flip it like that. But also... I do think a little bit of a misstep by everybody else to get that big of an alliance together. You're pulling in people from the Orange Tribe and then telling them, we're going after one of your biggest allies. That, to me, was a little strange. Like, you don't know these people that well yet. You don't have that much of a bond at this point. Obviously, people are going to want to get out Jonathan at some point, and now you're telling their biggest allies you're going for him right away. That just gives a chance for Omer, like Omer, to flip it onto High's biggest ally. Right. And basically called his bluff on it the way High called Daniel's bluff earlier yeah. when he's like, yep. I will not go to Rocks. Yeah. High said, I already went to Rocks. And Omar said, okay, that's cool. That was way in the past. Are you going to do it again? I guess not because High folded pretty much right away. Ended up voting for Lydia as well. So that was great from Omar. Like that was incredible stuff I, for I, not having a vote. It's crazy. I would have, I mean, it must be out there, right, JD? The footage of High and Omar talking about this in, in greater detail. Oh, like the convincing, think. I would assume. Like yeah. It's like, you know, when you see the votes at the end, now it's a, it's a weird vote. It's a 6-2-2-2-2. Two, two, 
one right. vote. I mean, it's it's a little weird. Right. <laughs> Roxroy voting for Lindsay, well, I believe. Lindsay Toss. Spelled very oddly. But uh, <laughs> yeah, Marianne gets two and Jonathan gets two and then six on uh, Lydia. I, I just could not believe that I was one of them holding it. I know. So what conversation was had? What bond is been planned here between these two guys it, it, it's uh, trey is exactly right uh mvp of the episode and when i was like sitting on the edge of my seat when he brought it up when he just when oh, omar yeah. he, just the way that he very diplomatically and very calmly laid out i mean that's usually death it's like well omar wants you out so we're getting rid of omar like it, that's what usually happens right but just the way he finessed it and mike was like Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, and uh, and and high like he convinced high. It's just amazing to me, and I would love to see it. But yeah, it was probably like an hour long conversation. So the, so what's he say? Because I I guess high even in the episode says he's like I'm one of the most athletic people out here, right. which he really is. Mm-hmm. If you think about high, it, like yeah. he is. It's top, hilarious. Top three, it's it's four, hilarious probably. when he says that, and Jonathan is there, right? And like. On a normal season, you'd be like, of course you are high. But it's like anybody saying, well, I'm a physical player too. When Jonathan is playing the game as well, it's like, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's laughable almost, yeah, right? But, yeah. but it is totally but true. But it's true. It's like, 100%. it's Jonathan. Yeah. It's like, you know, maybe Mike, I think Lindsay's super, Drea. And yeah. I think high's right there. Yeah. Especially with For individual sure. challenges, mm-hmm. which are, might even favor people more of high's build than than even a Jonathan and yep. stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I know it must've been, I would have loved to see the conversation a little bit yeah. more, but I guess they wanted to, to keep us guessing well, who keep was going to go home. Um, so yeah, we get to tribal council and we have a weird scene here. This, this Drea Marianne scene yeah. was, was fascinating. <laughs> I was really confused. <laughs> even what was even being argued uh, yeah, I loved it because Drea just saying like just refusing to admit that they're sort of on the same page which right. again I'm not even sure what the page was at that point but uh, that was funny um, weird but funny and then we have the whole beetle thing uh, laying on <laughs> yeah. rocks just a beetle just a beetle or in na- what did he say we're in his neighborhood we're or in something? his neighborhood yeah. just let it stay on him <laughs> it wasn't on him when he went up and voted was it uh, I don't know I don't know I feel like once he stood up it probably would have yeah. fluttered away but it stayed on longer than I thought it was I thought yeah. it would be like a land and then you would shoot it away no he's yeah. like you can leave whatever you want so in the end Lydia voted out again with six votes two votes going to uh, to Marianne that was Romeo and Lydia Voting mm-hmm. for Marianne. We had Chanel and Tori voting for Jonathan. Uh, and then we had Rox uh, voting for, for Lindsay, <laughs> spelled L-Y-N-Z-E, or Z-E, I think is how he spelled it. <laughs> and there were some people I saw on Twitter, like, uh, and maybe even here in the live tribe early, like, was he meaning to spell Lydia? And, like, <laughs> changed it last second? Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, I mean, I think it was Lindsay, he just yeah. spelled it strange i've <laughs> never seen Lindsay spelled that way but maybe you can why not do you think it's a like a faux pas on survivor to ask somebody how they spell <laughs> their name yeah because then they're like oh so you're gonna vote me out at yeah. some point probably yeah. so you just gotta you know, do your best guess, guess. that's, yeah. that's yeah. true i remember there used to be those days where there was all, so many nicknames mm. being thrown around but i think they got told to cut that crap out because you could see a scenario where it's like oh but that's the nickname i have for him but they're like well i mean first off it's bad Who's television because yeah. it's like you show the vote, like, yeah, who's this? I don't even know who this is. You have a nickname with this person, but I don't know who it is. And then you could, like, you could see where you could spin it, like, no, I, no, Big Beard. I didn't mean you, Big Beard. I meant him, Big Beard. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, that's, I'm surprised that's they don't have a list, like, off camera, you know, yeah. like, of oh. all the players and just... 
That's how you. This is how you smell everybody. <laughs> yeah. So well, I had such a brain fart with this episode. I started freaking out. I was a little bit ahead of Trey, who was watching it here. I had started a little bit this morning, so I got some in. So anyway, I'm watching it at a different time, and in my head, I thought Tori's name was Lindsay, <laughs> and so when right. Roxroy put down Lindsay, I'm like, she won. Individual immunity, like you can't legally do that. Like, I'm doing it anyway. I was like, he really wants her out. He's like, I don't care. I'm throwing away my vote. Uh, but no, of course, I was getting my Lindsay's and my Tories mixed up there. Classic. Um, but yeah, JD, uh, I guess you were a little shocked. I was very shocked. Yeah, that, very that shocked. Lydia goes. Yeah. I mean, a great night for the Orange Tribe, right? Because oh, uh, they were basically all discussed, I think, except for Omar, who didn't have a vote. Mm-hmm. And then they all they all stayed, and it's uh, it's amazing. You're the not go- concerned about them getting votes, though. I mean, two of them get two votes. Oh, yeah, Marianne there's... wisely doesn't play her yes anything, which was, <laughs> by the way, at least the way they edited it. Romeo gives her appears to us again gives her the nod like don't play it right and he's like you're good yeah, he yeah. voted for her <laughs> right <laughs> i don't nice. know if, again, if that was you actually devil. what he was doing yeah yeah no it's uh it's uh, i was very surprised thrilled for jonathan I, I again i just love watching the guy play the game uh thought for sure like we all went into this thinking this guy's getting voted out yeah. the first merge and he's there he's alive and kicking and he's and he's got one of the strongest players in his corner with High now, right? Mm-hmm. Who wants to yeah. keep him around and understands that meat shields are very valuable in this game. And uh, yeah, so I, I was, thr- you know, you have your players that you're rooting for. Uh, and uh, when it when it comes out the way you want it to come out, I mean, no disrespect to Lydia, but uh, she's pretty low on my list of people who I was really paying attention to, really, mm-hmm. to be honest. Uh, so yeah, I'm thrilled, thrilled with the whole evening. <laughs> Here's what's uh, could happen though. I mean, this idea of keeping meat shields around, right? How many meat shields is too many meat shields? Right, where the <laughs> meats <laughs> form like a burger, like a Bruce, get all clogged up. Because hi, they got Mike as sort of one, and now you know with uh, Omer and Hi, even with Jonathan, yeah, he's like two, he's two meat shields or yeah. three meat shields worth. Uh, I don't know, because and maybe that's why we see this little bonding here between Jonathan and and Mike to some extent. I don't know. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm just maybe. Yeah, Can I, you have I, too many meat shields? Uh, <laughs> No. Imagine Arby's. Imagine Arby's. No, we have the meat. <laughs> yeah. How are they not sponsoring? Yeah, them? right. Got you a bunch of roast beef sandwiches. Uh, we know they're tight with their sponsorship money. Won't even sponsor a rebounding yeah. segment. This is ridiculous. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like High is actually with Jonathan. I just think uh, he had the quote a couple of different times in this episode where he talks about, I want to be a driver, does not want to be a passenger. Seems like he was comfortable being a passenger for this vote. He's like, mm-hmm. I can tell it's not going my way. I will hop along board and we can get Jonathan at some other point. Because he's going to continue to be the biggest threat. Yeah. He's going to continue to be the guy with the biggest target. So he will always be in the mix, I think, for being voted out anytime he doesn't win uh, the immunity. It just wasn't his time. And I think High kind of rightfully saw that and said, got to sacrifice Lydia. I'll be able to scramble yeah. some sort of way. And there's even some physical challenges individually that are not well-made, well-suited to guys like Jonathan. I would think that I'd say this one, this one for sure. It's a perfect example of like, anybody can win this. Exactly. And what what I mean is that there's also physical challenges, like the hanging on some stuff. Big guys don't usually do well on those. So, uh, there's, there's going to be a lot of opportunities potentially to get Jonathan out. Uh, so why not bring him along as a meat shield for a while? 
Really fun stuff. So Lydia, any final thoughts? JD, it didn't seem like you had a ton for her. We, we didn't see a lot of Lydia. I, I will say, was it last week, Trey? Lydia got the back her backstory. Was that last week? Yeah, and she it was, was talking like, about well, okay. uh, expressing herself. Right, right on the that's island. right, that's right. And yeah. it was like, uh oh, you know, sometimes, yeah. sometimes <laughs> it, it it pairs up nicely. We get your backstory, especially a little farther into the episode. That might mean you're gone next. It wasn't last week. It was this one. But any. Any final thoughts? You said she's a hilarious follow on Twitter. She's good on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's good on Twitter, so she'll be worth following. I don't know if she's got an underscore, but it's definitely Lydia Chlamydia. So <laughs> <laughs> she has clarified has never had chlamydia, however. Uh, but I don't know. Her her best moment for me was on the yelling challenge where you had to drag people. Oh, and she's yeah. like, you two bitches, get over here! <laughs> I'll never forget that. But uh, that seemed to be the most memorable thing. Yep. I thought her and Hi were going to be a nice twosome that could kind of go far in the game together, but he decided, not right now. Yep. I got to find another number two. So tough stuff for Lydia. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we talked about that last week. I think we talked about, like, what are Lydia's chances in mm-hmm. this game? And I was like, I don't think they're very high because I think – she goes with high. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, she would have had to get him her. out to have a yes, chance. Yes, yes, and, and we discussed that. Uh, any other thoughts, JD, on episode six slash seven, or we can take a break and get into tree mail. I think uh, I think we covered it. Yeah, I think it's time for a break. Probably feels pretty good right now. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get into tree mail, answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, back with No Buffs here in the Classic Factory. If you're new to No Buffs, either watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, subscribe, 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 and leave your voice. Five-star ratings and reviews. Let's get to a little tree mail. Tree mail. First one, by way of Twitter, from an account called Legally Bald, the musical, Esquire. Uh, Legally Bald writes in, Do you think our reaction to the shillelagh of time is tempered by the fact that we knew it was coming? Like, I didn't hate it as much this time, but it still sucks, right? So we talked a little bit about this, JD, but does Legally Bald have a point here? Oh, uh, yeah. 100%. I mean, well, yes, 100%. But and you I, don't think it sucks. I don't think it. I don't I I think that it can be tweaked and I think I don't think that this is going to be the last time we see it, to be honest. I in some form. Right. Where somebody is sent to exile and given an hourglass, a shillelagh <laughs> smashes it and undoes something in the game. Mm. Will it be as complicated as the twist that we that we've seen in 41 and 42? I doubt it, but I think that it's if there's something there. I think uh, it, I do think it's kind of cool. I'm alone. I know I'm alone no, here. No, you're but, not. Uh, I mean, it is fascinating to think, you know, season 43, the next season of it, with people out there on the island that know of it. Right. At the merge, we send someone and then the dynamics of 
no, I'll go. No, I don't yeah. want to go. Mm-hmm. No, you go. like they, I mean, it, it's once you know, you like to get to figure out like how these players will adapt to it. So, but I don't know. Or maybe it never comes back, or maybe it comes back in five years or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I can see them bringing it back eventually. It seems like forty-three would be just tough to do after you've done it twice. And right. I mean, yeah, I if Roxroy win, wins this season. Then they'll never bring it back. Oh, right? yeah. yeah. True. Uh, True. But you know, I also don't necessarily think he's going to win the season, nor do I think he was in as bad of a place as Erica was when she got sent there and actually got to break it. Because, like, she probably would have been the vote out for hers yeah. had she not flipped it. He was just, he's, he was, like, pretty solidly in his well, He was in this alliance of eight. <laughs> and he wasn't even there. Yeah. They didn't even consider it. They're like, he's with us. No big deal. I love the no cliffhanger. Changing it so they had to think about it a little bit more. Yeah. I think that was good. So certainly there are additional tweaks to be had. I don't know what it is. They just got to make it so it's more of a choice. Like there's got to be, like if you don't, I don't know, if you don't hit the thing, you also get an advantage or something like that, but it's less so. I don't know. But there's got to be a reason that you wouldn't break it. Right. So far there hasn't been. Yeah. 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 It's the the immunity. Yeah. Instant immunity is a problem. Maybe you, you're immune, but you lose your vote or something like sure. that, right? Or there has to be a little bit more at cost. I totally agree with you, man. Underrated part of Jeff visiting Roxroy and talking about the hourglass. I think Roxroy at one point says like, yeah, I tested it out. Like it's like an hour long or something. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he say like, out. yeah, trying to <laughs> see if it's a real hour. <laughs> Is he just sitting there, Kelly, like one, yeah. two. He probably was. Right? Well, that's that's part of the the insidious nature of the game, right? Because they're like, you're going to get a huge advantage, but we're sending you to an island to think about it, basically. Yeah. And all you're going to do, other than build a shelter, is just wonder what this fucking thing is for. <laughs> and maybe, like, it, I absolutely I would look and watch the thing go down. Yeah. Maybe it's part of a challenge that he has to do. Maybe there's something involved with it. Oh, I would think immediately there's something in the sand. Ah. Uh, so I watch it and then it yeah. then now I smash it to yeah. grab the whatever is inside. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not knocking him for watching it. No, no. It's funny, funny that he's trying to time it. Yep. <laughs> totally. But maybe How do you know though? Like are you I don't know. That's good? comparing it to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it felt like an hour, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the sun, the sundial or something. I don't know. Uh next one here from at Nate underscore J underscore Smith on Twitter. Uh, what are the odds of Jonathan winning every single immunity challenge going forward? Generally, the post-merge challenges are less, less strength-oriented, but he had another amazing performance in the surprise immunity challenge, and he almost won again. Again, that's from Nate. Did he have an amazing performance? I wouldn't say it was. Uh, not not amazing, no. but he was in it. He was definitely in he it. He was in it. Like, he was in it, but... Wasn't he second well, he, to Tori the whole time, and then he dropped? He dropped. He did drop. He did drop. But he was, I, yeah. I guess he yeah. was doing well. But look, he did, the whole point is to finish it, not drop no, it. No, totally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be one thing if like she just beat him there, and they both hadn't dropped. But you know, you drop, you screwed up. Uh, well, I no, think they, the, there's just like no way. The challenges they do, I don't care how big or strong he is. Like, no, it's going to be a disadvantage in some of these. Absolutely. And he stinks at puzzles. They even said it. Yeah, it was yeah. In the episode. I'm like, this guy's dumb. So. I, I, I don't, don't think he's think winning so. everything, but well, it's fun have, to see him try. <laughs> I mean, they say that he stinks at puzzles, but we haven't. The only time we've seen him basically stink at a puzzle is the triangle thing in the very beginning. It was pretty bad. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. But that's not a puzzle, and the, he literally carries his team to the puzzles, and mm. he just hasn't had to do a puzzle. Wouldn't it be great if he was a puzzle ringer, like uh, without us realizing it, you know, yeah. like, and then all of a sudden this guy's awesome at puzzles. And I think that there's an assumption being made or maybe he's a 
guys, I suck at puzzles, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd like to see him do a puzzle other than the triangle. But you're thing. not concerned like Nate is that there could be a, a run here where he's winning yeah. four, five, six of these in a row. I just yeah. don't think so. Yeah, yeah, he definitely could win three or four in a row. Yeah. But I don't think he's going to win all of them. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, the more he wins, the more he has to win, right? Like right. if you win two in a row, guaranteed they're voting you off if you don't win the third one. So I don't know. Maybe he will have some surprising puzzle luck. I would also like to see how long he can keep his hands above his head. Yeah. Can he reach anything that's directly above his head? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. Like this would be very uncomfortable. If, like you lift your arms and suddenly two bowling balls are next to your ears. Yeah. Right. And you're supposed to do that for 12 hours. That's not built for Jonathan, like no. a Christian Hubicki sort of right. challenge. Yeah, yeah, Definitely yeah, not. yeah. He's yeah. just farting nonstop. Too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, hey, no bros. This sort of like goes hand in hand here. Uh, longtime TBJ fan, grew up in Mississauga, worked at Sport Check, moved to Australia. Anyway, have you ever thought of an all-challenge beast season? How would that play out? They can't all have targets on their back. Or would one like Jonathan or Ozzy or Ben or Kate, the beast of beasts, Still get the early merge boot. That's from Mr. Verley, who uh, I guess is living in Australia now. Uh, it's funny. I wanted to include this because I was thinking, like, I've enjoyed watching Jonathan just destroy these team challenges mm-hmm. so much. Like, there is something fun. It's like, you know, usually you want a close race. Mm-hmm. But now I'm rooting for the opposite. Yeah. I was like, I just want to see him destroy it. And he is every <laughs> single time. And I'm like, how is Survivor, like, take, like, uh, just do a season but not a survivor season. Let me correct myself. Not a survivor season where like we're taking out the element of like the social game and all that, which I love. I mean, it's the best part. We're breaking down all like who to vote for and how do you trick them and lie and stuff like that. But like a whole other sort of season where just take the best of the best challenge beasts and just do a show where they just do challenges. Sure. <laughs> just a straight up spin-off. Totally. Yeah. Oh, survivor the challenge hell out of that. beasts. Oh my god, of course. Like, there's no, like, voting, none of that. It's just, like, they, it's maybe you could put them in teams, and mm. they battle that way, and there's drafting of some sort. Are they oh. camping and hungry? Like, they have to go spear fishing and stuff? Because uh, watching yeah. Aussie fish was amazing that's as well. True. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's a challenge. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you send them all out. It's literally a fishing contest. They have to... The person with the most fish or the biggest fish wins that challenge. Well, what about medium-sized fish? <laughs> decent-sized fish. Decent-sized fish. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I don't know. I, just, I think there's some a spin-off here. Totally. Then, well, but then again, I guess you could just call it challenge season or whatever, beast season. Just bring <laughs> back season. all 20 or whatever, 16 to 20, just the best of the best, male and female. The challenge it'd be a fascinating twist to it yeah it'd basically be american gladiators <laughs> yeah. but it's all survivor contestants yeah. uh that would be awesome um i oh, love it yeah but i mean i guess if there's strategy there's there still would be yep. people that are the number one threats right like i don't know jonathan seems like he's the best challenge person ever but i also thought ozzy was when yeah. he was yeah, on yeah. it i also thought joe was when he was on it yeah. it's hard to tell when they're not actually going up against each other yeah that, yeah that's a great part of it you're right like they're the summit, especially in this case, not the greatest competition, mm-hmm. I would say, for Jonathan. But what would happen if he's taken on these uh, these other beasts? I love it. Great idea. Yep. Let's do something with it. Good call, Mr. Verley. Uh, this one from at Adam underscore bets. There was a quick shot of Tori telling Jonathan that she wanted him out because he will win more than her and she doesn't want that. Will her honesty keep her in the game longer because everyone knows what she's doing versus someone like Chanel who's coming off as sneaky? What's the better strategy? 
Trey, what, what do you think? We uh, sort of touched on this a little bit, but I think that people are going to be more willing to work with Tori, knowing that she's going to stab them in the back. Whereas with uh, with Chanel, you might not hear about it until it's already been done. So mm. to me, that makes Tori more likely to go first because she could blow up her own game pretty easily. You know, talking about somebody else's secrets to the wrong uh, somebody else. But I also think it kind of makes her likely to go a little bit longer because she's going to be very good at kind of trying to get in with other tribes, I think, and being willing to be a free agent and work with anybody as long as it's not her. Whereas Chanel, you know, she does great at tribal consoles in particular. I thought it was uh, interesting to hear, I think High mentioned that, like, she is great at tribal console. We've been trying to get her and right. we can't because she always talks right. her way out of it. Um, I don't know. I just, it just To me, it seems like Tori is playing a slightly better game uh, just by being more outwardly unlikable, <laughs> right. uh, you know, just because that can be a benefit in Survivor, I think. The devil you do. That's right. Or the devil <laughs> right. you don't. Um, what do you think, J.D.? Yeah, I agree with Trey. I mean, for, for Tori to say that to Jonathan is just stating the obvious, though. Jonathan knows it. Everybody knows it. The guy is a beast. It's not really revealing that much to say, hey, man, we got to get rid of you because you're way too good. It's yeah. it's it's a compliment, really, is what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas you know Chanel is much more much sneakier. In, but I don't know. I don't know if she's that. Everybody seems to be onto Chanel. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it seems like she played her hands way too early. She got sneaky too early, and uh, now she's basic again. She, nobody trusts her at all. So. Uh, yeah, I guess. But ultimately, yeah, Tori's, you, you know, she's just going to sink her own ship. And even if you get to the end with Tori, she ain't winning mm-hmm. at yeah. all. That's so, what people are saying here in the live tribe. Goat potential. Yeah. Potential. I mean, that's the bottom line. If you can handle having her around that whole time. I don't know. But yeah, you got you, you to gotta get rid of Chanel, I think. Do you think Chanel or Tori will last longer? Ooh. Tori. You think Tori will go further in the game mm-hmm. and that we will... Uh, We'll see, I guess, Chanel on the on the uh, jury. That sucks for Lydia. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. Doesn't make the jury. That's yeah. one of the worst spots. First merge vote. No jury love. Jeez. That's tough. Don't even get the show up, you know, cleaned up to the next episode. Don't get to make cool faces yeah. at everybody. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. It sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sucks. Uh, all right. One more here. Um, yeah, right over there, JD. We we weren't uh, we weren't seeing yeah, you no, when you were talking I, there. I don't know what you happened. didn't say. I was looking at you and well, 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 here, well, here, here, here. Interrupt your great point. There, there you go. Making a great point. Um, okay, <laughs> final one. Now, this is really just for the No Dunks fans out there. So our basketball podcast. Um, who would have more trouble on Survivor? <laughs> Lee, one of our co-hosts here on uh, on our basketball podcast, Lee Lee, for having to go without breakfast. Okay. My God, don't bring that up with him. Or me, Skeets, for having to go without a morning shower. Um, so I actually forgot to write down who asked this question. Great question. Uh, so why don't you guys answer? So who's going to have more trouble on Survivor? Lee, because he can't have breakfast, can't have his bananas, my God. Or me, I do love a morning shower. I think there's an obvious answer to this, but uh, what do you think? Uh, I mean, that's a, it's a tough call. I guess I think Lee would have a tougher time because <clears throat> literally everybody gets upset on Survivor about being hungry. Yeah, right. That's what the whole last episode was about. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's going to be hard to find bananas. I know he's very concerned about <laughs> yeah, his yeah. blood sugar levels. They would be dropping <laughs> rapidly the whole time. Whereas if you wanted to get clean, 
there's a pretty easy way to go about exactly. it. Exactly. You just take exactly. a walk into that ocean over yeah. there and clean yourself up. You got to have a morning bath. Do you have a morning bath every day in Survivor? I grew up in a house for the first like 10 years of my life. We didn't even have a shower. Yeah, house, just eh? go and bathe. I was a bath boy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I mean, still love a bath here, over here. You, uh, yes, yeah. I don't love a bath as much as you do. Uh, a vacation bath. Did you Did you have a bath when you were in Mexico? I didn't. There were no baths in the uh, <laughs> conversation. <laughs> oh, so ironic. Um, also, think about this with Lee. In, in, I'm being serious, uh, sort of serious here. Lee wins this Applebee's feast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not convinced he eats the food. Oh, he eats it. High was eating chicken wings last night. The guy would not eat a crab on day know. one. You, By day Lee 12, Lee's like, pass me the wings. Lee Lee's like, oh, I don't know. Just I one. Yeah. I don't know. I, if you tell him it's from uh, Scotland, maybe he would eat it like crazy. <laughs> True. He loves a Scotland Once we got snack. those Scotland, Scottish snacks in here, I've never seen somebody so excited yeah, about snacks, especially Lee. Uh, so, JD, I, you said, uh, you know, I, I threw this question at you prior to us recording. You yeah. were like, my God, I would love to see. You said two things. I'd love to see Lee on Survivor. He'd last one day, you said. <laughs> he, I think that he would quit. I honestly think he would quit. <laughs> Just, well, after, well, I guess... A full, not quite 24 hours, because once that ba- breakfast was missed, that would be it. <laughs> but it would be over. But I, w- I would be curious to see him on Survivor, oh, just yeah. to see, because for those of those of you who don't know, there we have some uh, no, not no, no, non no dunks listeners, right? Viewers, Lee is a creature of habit, to the point of, I've never seen anyone like this before. Right. I mean, we we love the guy. And it's just what it's like. It's one of those things where it's the best thing about him and the worst thing right, about him. Right, you know right, what I mean? Like yeah. it's just he has to have his bananas in the morning. He <laughs> he has a very strict schedule, right? Uh, Which is a, what the original argument was about. Yeah, absolutely. I was not against eating bananas no. or eating breakfast, even right. though it was getting spun that way. Right. It was more like I'm just amazed how rigid you are with your structure of life. Right. Right. And uh, Survivor, not that structured. Survivor is very unstructured. <laughs> and <laughs> I also wonder how people would react to Lee. We're used to him. Yeah. But he's <laughs> he is very, another great thing about him, which is great for doing a podcast and a show with him, is that he sees the world in a, ve- he has very strong opinions. I'm not going to say he sees the world in black and white, but he definitely yeah. has a strong opinion. And if you ask him a question about almost anything <laughs> he will answer you immediately without thinking about it that's a good point and I would love to see that yeah. on Survivor yeah. uh, how would he navigate the social game when you when you live your life that way and I he's just, very social though too uh, he, ta- he can talk to anybody he's one of the most likable guys yeah. you're ever going to meet Gotta get him on. <laughs> uh, but he's also he he can he can be angry at times <laughs> And I, I would also, I agree with you, Skeets. I'd love to see him at an Applebee's uh, reward go, mm, I don't know about this shark bowl. But also, uh, oh. Shark bowl, he would eat. Or he would go nuts and then Bruce action happening. Yeah, oh yeah. Or he'd Trapped be like, in, yeah. well, he had a, he'd have one too many shark bowls and he would be like, I need an IV. And somebody order me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another thing that he did one time in, uh, in Vegas. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we got to get him on. That'd be fascinating to see Lily out there. Australian survivor. Put him on that. Oh, yeah. Go home. He'd love that. <laughs> <laughs> what, I guess I was thinking about this too. We'll have to ask him. Would Lee do it? 
Like, would Lee go on Survivor? I don't think he'd leave his kids for that long. Why not? I know. Yeah, I know. That, that's what I'm thinking, too. And But then he loves an adventure. He does love so to travel. So it's like, I think he would. He does. Yeah. yeah. Has, oh, yeah. Has he been to Fiji? If he could, he if he could check that off. one off the list. Yeah. <laughs> catch up Grish to Grish? Been? In your face, Grish. I'm not sure Grish has been. Oh, he Ooh, would love to get one up on Grish. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, great stuff. <laughs> a little, uh, little off tangent there at the end there, but we're talking Lily. Make sure you check out uh, No Dunks, our basketball podcast. Yeah. It's it's just like this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it's not much different. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Instead of talking about a Survivor More episode, people, we're less talking candles. about basketball game, less candles. Yeah. Uh, so let's take our final break. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. We got a whole other show we got to get ready for. We got a Top Shock show mm. coming up. So we got to yeah. take one more break and uh, we'll say goodbye after the break. Okay, back with no buffs. No buffs. No buffs. Oh, we got a whole other show to do after this. No buffs. No buffs. I'm a little tired. Going down to the fortress last night. Fun time to watch the game, but then to come home, have to watch another game oh, up very late, and then to somehow slip in two hours of Survivor. We need it's a, a two-day retreat on Exile Island. <laughs> we need it. You're right. I would love to go hang with Roxbury. I'm right so now. excited or exhausted right now. I can't even think of what no bups could be as a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's a bup? I don't even know, man. <laughs> you guys should just let uh, Tass and Lee do the show on Thursday wow. mornings. Wow, that's a great idea. Because this show is much more important. <laughs> you like this one a lot more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so next time on Survivor, which I guess is episode eight, Right? This was 6-7. It'll be episode yep. 8. It, it has a title. It's, uh, you better be wearing a seatbelt. Mm. All right? So, uh... Safety first. Buckle up. Buckle in. What was, uh, Maurice? Strap in buckle up. Buckle, buckle in. Yeah. Let me begin. Um, so, <laughs> we always saw, really... I mean, it was pure pandemonium. I could see why you should wear a seatbelt for this one because we had just like a million names being thrown around. Felt oh, like yeah. four or five names were thrown around in the little Next Time on Survivor sort of preview. And then we had Drea... Like laughing like a maniacal <laughs> mad woman, which was a funny, funny looking clip. Um, so it, it, this is always difficult when I ask you guys, but best guess at who the heck's like on the chopping block next week? Who's who's who are you worried about possibly going home? Um, I think you got to always be worried about Jonathan going home just yeah. because, you know, if he loses, he's going to be a target for sure. And at the very least, we saw everybody else kind of taking action against the Orange Tribe. So you would think that after they stuck together for the first vote, perhaps they will continue to be targets. My only real prediction would be that we see something played, some sort of advantage played yeah. next week because we got a lot of table setting uh, during this episode. There was a previously on that kind of explained yes. where people had found things. We saw the meetups for the the idle line reciters and for the amulet getters from episode one. They both had their little meetings so they could talk about where they are on their new tribes. Yep. So you heard all those names being thrown out. It definitely felt like almost every single name from the, the merged tribe was in the mix. Maybe something will get played if there's that much confusion. Uh, I think you're right. If I'm a betting man, I'm with you, TK. Something's getting played next week, yeah. JD, and and they were setting us up for like, here's where everything is. Here are people thinking about like backstabbing, you know, making the amulet stronger. We've had this Marianne thing. We know she's got power. Mm-hmm. Drea's got a lot. She's laughing like a crazy person in the. Pre- I think, yeah, something's getting played. Will it matter? We'll see. But who who are you worried about maybe going home next week? First person on the. Uh, on the jury, I, guess. I, I think Marianne's in trouble, and I think she plays her idol, hmm. uh, just based on what you just said. Also, we still haven't seen the shot of wait a minute, 
Tori, remember the shot of Tori saying uh, the phrase, reading mm. from the beginning of the season, like the tease? Mm-hmm. We haven't seen that yet. Well, it was it was determined that that was not her saying it. Was it? Oh, you. It was Drea's you know, line, right? It was Drea's line. Huh. Yeah, the editors got you. They got me. Yeah. Okay. Can't trust them. All right, never mind. But there are so many advantages right now out there. I mean, I've lost track. Oh, and yeah. we, yeah, the amulets we have, we didn't even really talk about today because what's to talk about? This, this is yeah. like they're going to, they say they're going to work together until they're not working together. Yeah. I'm not we, sure. We've talked about how we're, we're doubtful all three work together. Right. Two, yes. Yeah. Two to get out the third person to make the thing even stronger. Yeah, yeah. I think that happens. Now but. remind me, I know the top is immunity idol and one of them is an extra vote. And what's steal of a steal a vote, extra vote if it's all three of them. Steal a vote if it's two. Right. Full idol if only one of them yep. remains. So maybe Lindsay could be the target there as she's on the Orange Tribe and has the amulet. Right. And the Orange Tribe was able to kind of pull one over on Blue and Green last time. Yeah. And so they can use them the extra vote at any time. Or can they? I, or do they have to all, all say, I'm not sure. hey, we're trading this in for an extra I vote? I would assume that's what they have to right. do. They would ha- they'd have to say... If there's three people left holding an amulet piece yes. or key or whatever the heck it is, yes. like, yeah, we, hey, producer, we want the extra vote. Here you go. Or get somebody gone, get right. Lindsay gone, and then the two remaining uh, would be what, Drea and Hi. Yeah. They'd be like, well, okay, we want the uh, steal a vote. And mm-hmm. if it's only one, of course, you got the idol, basically. Okay. Yeah. Great. But then we have, so we have <laughs> that. We have that going on. We have Ambulance. three people with actual idols. Yes. Which is Drea. Mike, uh, Mike and, and Marianne. Marianne. Yeah. Yep. And then we have a bunch of people with extra votes. Right. Marianne's got one. Yes. Drea has Drea one. Has Drea's one. got one. Uh, I think that's all of our extra it? votes okay. right now. Okay. Current extra votes. So a lot, yeah. a lot, uh, a lot of stuff out there. Uh, yeah. Something, something feels like it's going to be, going to be played next week. Yeah. And we'll just see whether or not it matters. Because there's a lot of people left still. Mm-hmm. There's tons of people left. How many are left? Is it 13? No. 12? 11? 12 because they were five and five plus two sitting out one voted out last you're right you're right you're right 11 and that that makes more sense with the uh jury starting around there all right well let's hear from everybody in the live tribe who's going home next week who you're not feeling good about hey how's the go train alliance feeling to you they they were on the same side here yeah which is uh our two canadians there omer and uh marianne yeah it feels strong I, i agree it feels strong right now uh he's looking great I feel like at any time, Omer can simply just kick her off <laughs> right out the door at Pickering. <laughs> this is your stop. See ya, Marianne. But uh, yeah, because she's obviously at the bottom of that tribe. Yeah. Um, yep. But uh, you love to see it. I can't believe they haven't mentioned their Canadianness at all on the show. Mm. Like it has not come up once. Right. That's true. I'm happy about it. <laughs> Especially in, in this episode where we just saw all yeah. these crazy reasons, right? Or, you know, like some very sweet reasons why people were bonding. Yeah. They haven't talked about being Canadian? And then we could have had, what, was it Drea that's like lives in Canada? Like she goes, hey, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, they should have went and asked her. I assume Marianne and Ober have already had the talk. You would think right? so. They've been um, on the same track. Day one. Day yeah. one, they would have had. Day one, he says. <laughs> why are they not showing us? Yeah, let's see it. 
Why? I think they're because not showing us because the Canadian, Canadian one wins. That's right. That's and right. Not the Canada cut. Release the Canada cut, folks. <laughs> There's like 25. percent uh, You have to have 50 percent Survivor contestants for the Canadian Survivor. Yeah, it's, like, it's a different show entirely. It's <laughs> very funny. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us here on today's episode of No Buffs. Make sure you subscribe to No Buffs on YouTube. Leave your comments below the video we love reading those and liking those and get your questions in you can tweet them in at no dunks inc that's inc on the end email them in no dunks at theathletic.com put survivor there in the subject header and if you listen to the podcast help us out leave us a five-star rating and review helps us out in terms of rankings helps people find the show would you have the honor sir of putting out the sexy saint jeff podcast oh goodbye jeffrey oh no it's still on <laughs> is it, you gonna burn it yourself? gets hot it oh, does oh, get hot oh, oh, oh. Okay, good. Okay, we're good. Uh, The tribe is spoken.